Faithful. Are you grateful that God has been faithful to you? Come on, raise on your feet and we're going to praise him like we made it. We're going to praise him like he deserves. If he had not been God, we would not be here today. And they're really grateful for that.
Jesus, for you have done great things. Amen. The Lord has done great things. Amen. It's the last day of the year and we are all standing here. Isn't it great? Isn't God amazing? That's why we dance. That's why we rejoice because he's faithful through it all. Through every season, God is faithful. And so we thank you, Jesus, for you are amazing. Would you turn to your neighbor and greet them and wish them a happy new year? And we'll continue to worship God. to you. 
All right, church, you guys can go ahead and take a seat. Um, as you can see, um, we're going to be a little different today. Um, first of all, it's me, and um, I'm a different guy. In our family, we have a, we have a saying, um, Ferguson rhymes with weird. Um, and uh, we try to live that out. Um, we, uh, we, we like that we are all unique and created in uh, the image of God and that together we become a family that is unique and weird. And so weird is not an insult in our family, it's actually a good thing. Um, by the way, my name is BJ. Um, <laughs> I'm one of the pastors here, uh, in case you didn't know that. Um, and uh, I used to be a youth pastor and being on the floor with everybody is actually more my vibe and I was wondering um, how many people would choose to get further away from the front right now? And um, thank you for those of you who are right here. I really appreciate it. It makes me feel like you're a part of it. But um, as you can see, this is a unique setup. This is going to have a little bit different of a feel to it. And I think that that's right. I think that that's, that's good. And, and I, in this context, am going to ask of you something today. I'm going to ask you to participate with our worship, and I'm actually going to invite you to come up and share. And so, like, parents, like, this is for, for your kids, too, that, that there's going to be an opportunity to talk about and, and, and that, it testify to God's story, that if there's a child that would want to come up and share about something God has done, or that there's going to be a pas passage that points to Jesus, we're going to invite you guys to be a part of that today. And so I just want that to be in your mind right now as I'm going to ask later, and hopefully it's not crickets up here. So just letting you prepare for it right now. Just letting you prepare for it. But um, I, I love symmetry. Um, I'm not very creative. And so like when you ask me to do something creative, I, whatever it is, you'll know that there is a mirror image of it somewhere. Like that, that it's like, it's reflect. Like for some reason that just says art to me, like that's what my brain says, again, Ferguson rhymes with weird, but um, I got to preach on January 1st of 2023, like, a, like 365 days ago, I'm right there, right here, actually I was over there, um, standing and, and getting to share with you uh, about what was ahead, and I asked you guys to, to read scriptures about who Jesus is and tell stories, and and I thought today would be an, a, a great bookend, a, a mirror image, as it were, to what last year was. And it's going to involve doing something that can, can be fun, can be exciting, can be hard. Um, and it's, it's reflecting. It's going to be reflecting back on the year in hopes of, of understanding more of ourself and understanding God's bigger picture. And so... Um, as I was doing this, God led me to, to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and that's a, that's a passage that's been very important in my life, and so like, that's where we're going to land today if you're, if you're looking ahead, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And, and there's an analogy in that passage that's about sports, and, and for those of you who don't know, I, I used to play football. I played football for many years. I played in, in college at Rice University, and now I get to brag about how good I was, um, at Rice University, at, that's a university that's in Houston, Texas, for anybody that doesn't know where that is. Um, but um, I still hold the record for most amount of surgeries on your shoulders in two years. So I, I think if, it, it might be an NCAA record, but it, it, it's for sure a Rice record. Um, I don't know where they keep those stats, but 
I'm keeping them right up here. So, um, uh, but when I played football, they did this thing where you finished a game, you went home, you, 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 you rested, you celebrated, or you cried if you lost, whatever. Um, did a lot of that. And um, the next day, you would go and you'd do this thing where you watch film. You would, you would watch the game in the presence of your peers with a coach evaluating everything that you did. And, and they would look at it from the side, and it would be a big picture. And then they would look at it from behind and, like, narrow in. And they would, they would just zoom in. And it was evaluating how you did big picture and then even just more evaluating how you did down to your steps like what step you took and sometimes like if you had a good game you're like man I can't wait to watch film it's gonna be awesome they're gonna brag about me so much and if you had a bad game you're like everybody's gonna make fun of me everybody's gonna see how bad I did and they're gonna think I'm terrible but that, neither one of those two things is the purpose of watching film. The purpose of watching film is so that you might understand more of yourself and be able to, to, to see, see your weaknesses, see your strengths, and then know how you fit into the bigger picture of what is happening on the team. And so today, we're, we're going to take a look back on this last year and, and do some reflecting. But to do that, we have to understand the context of where we are. And, and to me, that's, that's knowing our church and our purpose and what we're about. And, and then kind of like framing up what we talked about last year to kind of get us to where we are today. And we are a church that, that says that we are simply about Jesus. We want to make much of him. We want to remove every distraction that would hinder people from knowing him. We want to highlight his life, his word, and how he is working in and among us. We don't expect anybody that comes in here to be perfect. We all have issues, and we all experience brokenness. And this requires us to, to have dependence on Christ. But it's amazing that God has actually provided a way for us to, to navigate this life, to be simply about Jesus, and that's from the people in this room. And, and, and in this space, God has actually provided peers to help us know how to meet Jesus, know Jesus, and follow Jesus. And that is what we are about here. And so what I'm going to be inviting you into is first, I'm going to invite you in just a moment to come up and you're going you're gonna to share stories about what God has done in your life, how you've seen God at work in your life over the past year. And I, and I want to frame it up in that past year because, because last year that was kind of like what we were looking ahead to. And I want to take this opportunity to look back. I want to bookend 2023 and just say, God, where were you at work here? So that's going to be the first thing. And then the second thing that I'm going to ask you to participate in is a little bit later, I'm going to ask you to just share passages of, of Jesus that highlight who he is from the, from the Old Testament and prophecy to New Testament, just describing him, or, or, or just things that, that point towards who he is. And, and you'll see this little resource that we have on these tables back here. That can be a guide for you, but that's going to be a little bit later down the road. But I want to, I want to recap a little bit of what we talked about in, in, on January 1st, 
last year. I want to just recap that to, to then get us to the place where we are today. And, and we looked at Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and, and it said this. It says, long ago in many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoke to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And after making purification for his sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And that that phrase right there, I just want to point it out. It says, after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Last year, what we did was we looked at who Jesus is, the nature of who he is, and then, and then we, we proclaimed that to be true. And then we, we told stories about how that is true and how we see that to be true in our lives today. And then we were invited to look ahead and say, God, what would you call me into in the next year? And that's, that's what we did. The hope is that as we remember that and, and reflect back now in, on, on this side of 2023 and look back, seeing, seeing that sermon and then Knowing what we have here, reflecting back on the year, the hope is that we would have an understanding of more of who God created us to be, and then a greater picture of what God is doing around us. And in that, we'd be able to move forward together. But today, what's going to frame it up for us is going to be Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And it says this, therefore, since We also have such a large crowd of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that laid before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, this... This message is going to be broken up into three different parts. The first part is we're going to testify to God's faithfulness. We're going to testify to what God's been doing. We're going to reflect on our current reality, and then we're going to look up and look ahead. And let's just look at this first part of the verse right now. It says, verse 1 starts off with the word therefore. And just a, a, a quick Bible study note, anytime the word therefore, you have to ask, what's the therefore, therefore? That's a, that's a good pastor joke. That's an old, good pastor Bible study joke. What's the therefore, therefore? It's, it's spelled different, too, by the way. Those two different, yeah. Um, and, and if you go into this, you, you, have to, you have to look back in saying, therefore. What is, what is it saying is before that so that you can look in there? And if you look at chapter 11 of Hebrews, it is story after story of the ancestors of the the, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, telling the story of, of what God did in their lives in faithfulness. And it, it was talking about Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Moses. And it mentions David and Samuel and Gideon and so many more. And it, it talks about how they offered good and right sacrifices and, and they pleased God um, uh, with complete dependence, and there was times where was, they obeyed God when, when it was an unforeseen future, and they believed God with things that were impossible. All of these things are just stories that were being told over and over again to then point towards what the rest of that verse would say. 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a, a large crowd of these people, these ancestors who, who exhibited, who, who experienced God's faithfulness, since we're surrounded by the stories of God's faithfulness, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that easily ensnares and run with perseverance, with endurance, the race that is marked out for us. And so what we want to do is we want to invite you to help us know not just the stories of these ancestors, but the stories of God's faithfulness in your life right now. And, and so we want to model what God is inviting us into. And, and we want to model this so that we can lay aside every sin, every hindrance, every distraction that we would have. And, and we want to know, as we look at these stories, what was good and what was not so good. But either way, we're going to trust God with it. And so I'm going to give you a bit of a framework. As you're going to come up here, we're going to, we're going to have a time of worship and then and then. You're going to have an opportunity to line up over here, and Pastor Chad's going to be over here, and huh? And Anthony right there is going to be over is is going to be over here on this side, and you can come line up. and And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to do this. The goal is to tell the story of what God has done, specifically in your life in 2023, looking back in this last year, and it's to say how it impacted your life, not. We're not talking about how God really changed that person's life and like they were really terrible and now they're great. We're, we're not here to gossip. That's not what we're about. It's about how God has transformed our life right now. And then the last one is timeliness. Would we try to keep it at a minute. I'm just going to ask that as, as best you can. All right. And, you know, Anthony and Chad will squeeze your shoulder um, very gently, um, and, and ask you to like wrap it up maybe. Um, but that is so that we can continue to hear the stories of God's faithfulness. And so, um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna invite the band up here and I'm gonna pray. And in this prayer, in this time of worship, I want you to diligently ask God, God, what would you want me to share? How would, how would, how would God invite you to come share a testimony about what God's done over the last year. Children, parents, Nueva Vida, we're so glad to have you here. Please come share in English or in Spanish. We want to hear the story of God's faithfulness. Lord, in this time, Lord, of testimony, of testifying of what you have done, Lord, I ask that you would meet us in this place, that we would see your goodness, that we would see your faithfulness through time, and that we might worship you more because of it. God, would you meet us here through, through your people, through your church, that we would, we would hear the stories of your faithfulness. Amen. God, I look to you. I won't be Give me vision. To see things like you do, God, I look to you. You're where my house comes from. Give me wisdom. Know just what to do.
anybody would like to share, you could just come and start lining up on either side right here and come to either pastor. Hello, um, my name is Nathan, and uh, for the summary for 2023 for me, uh, I'm going to use three verses to kind of sum. Proverbs 16, uh, verse 1, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. So at the end of January, my work got furloughed, basically. I had five months without work for the majority of the year. I don't know, for many of you, not working, um, is, it's not really a time of rest when it's not your choice. Um, and so for me, it was pretty high stressful, but I was able to um, keep faithful, and, and God provided an opportunity for me uh, that I'm still employed in um, for the past six months and, and expect to be continuing. But again, uh, back to Proverbs 16:1. But uh, verse 2, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. This fall... Uh, AOC did a Better Man series, and it gave a pathway for me to be able to meet friends, but also have a, an understanding of what it means to actually be a better man and how to, how to use it going forward. Uh, and verse 3, commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Um, Monday mornings, uh, Brandon and, and uh, a lot of the, the men and the pastors here started gathering with, with men to, to pray on Monday mornings at 7 to 8, um, just in the prayer chapel out there. And just that's been an encouragement to me. I can't make it every week, but there's been men there praying for this church, for you as a body, uh, for us individually, um, and the like throughout the year. And that's been a, a huge blessing to me and an encouragement uh, for all you that, that have made that and, and can make that. Uh, it's been, been a, amazing for me. So thank you. Two years ago, um, my brother came to the family and said he was dying. Uh, 2013, he had a liver transplant, and uh, at this time, his kidneys were failing, and he was getting ready to go on dialysis. I uh, applied to be a, a liver donor, a kidney donor for him, because I knew we had the same blood type. And the doctors had told him that once he started dialysis, he had no, no chance of ever getting a, a kidney. Uh, in fact, since he, had already, he was his age, he'd probably never get one. And I didn't want to see him uh, go through the treatments. I applied for the kidney, and I was rejected. And uh, I applied again, rejected again, and... I prayed to God about it. I said, you know, that you know, if Christ could give his life for us, what's the kidney for me? And uh, I called the uh, hospital and talked to a nurse. And it turns out the nurse had given her kidney to someone she didn't even know. And uh, she helped me and said she called my doctor. And the reason I was failed because of weight and because I had high blood pressure. And there was, uh, she said that would check into it. And uh, she told me to fill out the forms and uh, she'd help me through it. Well, after getting back, she said, well, you have to lose weight 
and so prayed to God for that, and I lost 31 pounds, and uh, I was finally accepted, and it, the weight came off not by anything I did, it just, some reason, uh, well, God did it. Uh, it, it wasn't just, just trying to eat less, and uh, I applied, and I was accepted uh, through going through a bunch of tests. This is a long process, and my, uh, we finally got accepted, and my brother and I went in to go have surgery in January of the last year, and the day before, he tested positive for COVID. And we thought, oh no, this is it. Because he's already so ill, this would do it. And uh, he didn't have any problem with the COVID. So they set the, te the uh, surgery up for the next month. Well, that month, uh, my mom tried reaching him and he was unconscious. And, uh, or he, he finally answered the phone, but he had fallen on the floor. He was, he bled four units of blood, and the, we think the COVID had caused the ulcers to form in his stomach, and the doctors, we spent five days at Seton, and they, they, they got the bleeding stopped. So the surgery was canceled again, and then a month later, we had the surgery, and, uh, he did survive all that, and I just think it is God giving him life. And uh, we went into the surgery at 7 in the morning, and they finished it at 9 at night. And the, it was very successful. Uh, the doctor said my kidney was a great kidney, it was a good match, and it was in great shape. And uh, so that worked. I, I know I woke up weeping after the surgery in the recovery room. I just couldn't stop weeping. And I knew it was because God had answered my prayer, yes. Uh, and it was God working through all of this. Now my brother is He's able to get around. He's home gardening, and I'm so grateful. The hospital staff, the doctors, everybody there were just absolutely wonderful. And uh, if you ever need to know about donating kidneys, I have an organization that can can head you that way. But my brother's still wrestling with God on knowing God. Uh, he's been a Christian but he's far from them now. And so uh, we pray for that. But I do give God the glory. Uh, he did rescue my brother. Thank you. We've had a hard year, both of us. So many of you may know us from the church prayer list. Um, so this year... God has moved and orchestrated so many people in my life as I've battled breast cancer. Um, and God has surrounded my family with great people like Tenchita here. She's going to share her story. Um, but the verse that I have 
held onto all year, or this journey. Psalms 32, 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble, and you will surround me with songs of deliverance. And those songs of deliverance have sounded like your prayers. They've sounded like the text messages from friends and family checking on me. It's been the food that people have brought, the, br the pajamas my group has dropped off, the constant love and care that everyone has treated me, my family, my children, my friends, and the orchestration that God did before my diagnosis, the people that he put in my life, that when it was coming, I was like, oh, this is going to be real bad because there's a lot of really awesome people. <laughs> this, this is going to be bad. So that has been the TLDR of my year. Am I, are you holding it? <laughs> I was driving to church late because my husband, Humphrey, for those of you who know him, um, is still recovering from surgery. And so he just, he really wanted to be here today and he just couldn't, he couldn't manage it. Um, and so I was driving and I turned on YouTube. Isn't that nice that we have that? And I started listening to BJ and I was like, I almost turned around. <laughs> because I didn't want to stand up here and talk to y'all. Um, but you know what? God was like, nope, you're going for a reason, and I want to testify to what God has done in our lives. Um, my husband uh, went in for a recurrence of metastatic um, colon, colorectal cancer. Um, it came back last June, and we've been dealing with the repercussions of it, the four tumors in his body. Um, and, you know, it didn't really look very good. When it comes back, for those of you who know about cancer, it's, it's bad. And um, we went in on November 29th for, um, to remove these tumors and also basically just to see what happened. And all four of the doctors were relatively negative. Um, like, well, we could also take out your spleen and your appendix and your gallbladder. And depending on where it is, we're, you know, they were for sure going to take out his... Um, the rest of his colon, and they were going to put a colostomy bag in, and they were going to they were going to do it all, and we were we were ready. Um, we were also ready, you know. And it's also the and you might die. This is a hard surgery, um, and so um, we had been struggling with that. We've been struggling with you know this might be the end of Humphrey's life here on earth, not the not the, his real life, you know, not his real life, but his life here. And you know we you know Job. This is the verse that was started with us, which, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. And that has been actually what we have been sitting on and sitting with. The month before, though, um, he gave us Joshua 1.9, which is be strong and courageous. Because you will lead, well, just be strong and courageous. That's the wrong one. <laughs> but... Um, he just kept on telling, just weighing that on. And both of us walked in on November 29th knowing that God, whatever happened, was going to be God's will and we were going to be able to do it. Um, he was going to give us the will. And um, so the, the, the surgeon, it was supposed to take 10 to 15 hours. It didn't. Um, they, they kept on updating us every two hours. And then at the, about the six or seven hour mark, they came and called me up. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. You know, this is, there's something terrible has happened. And both 
two of the main surgeons were smiling at me and they were like, nope, it's not bad. You know, he, we didn't have to take his colon. It's not spread everywhere. It's not all over the place. It's, it's very localized in those four places. We were able to remove them. And we think his prognosis is great. He's not going to have to do, probably not gonna have to do chemotherapy. We still have a couple more to. We just feel like God just performed a miracle. And just, you know, not. <laughs> Um, and, and so this is way longer than a minute. I apologize. <laughs> but I feel like we have to testify to God's glory. And, and all the people, like Lisa was saying, that he put in our lives, all the literally hundreds and hundreds of people praying for us on that day, at that time, people fasting, you know, the Caring Bridge, and, and I think you used a different website, the amount of people that were, were praying for us at the same time was absolutely astounding. I felt so loved. I felt that God completely had us. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hello, my name is Gardy Kate. I am a senior in high school right now. Um, so in the past, I've always heard like, whenever you go off to college, 75% of believers lose their faith and only 50% come back. That's always been a scary statistic for me. And in the past, I've struggled with my faith. I've had a lot of mixed ups in my priorities and like making sure I'm going to church, making sure I'm believing in the faith and all of that. But this year, I've talked to a bunch of people of like, I want to make sure I'm in the faith before I go to college. And this past year, especially the last half, I've gotten more into the faith than I ever have. I read Luke this past month for Christmas. I've been going to church more. I've been able to be with my friends, be in Bible study, and actually getting to learn. I've grown up Christian, and now I've actually adopted the faith. I've already been baptized when I was in, like, third grade because I was like, this is what I want to do. Now this is truly what I want to do, and I'm really glad that I've actually been able to do that. And um, last year in history, our teachers, teacher had us read Psalm 100, and that's been a cornerstone of my faith for a long time. Make a joyful Lord... Ugh. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with seeing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And that has spoke to my heart and it's, helped me move through my faith and be able to explore him and explore his glory. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. These, these stories are uh, just a, we're, we're going to need to move on, but I encourage you to share, grab somebody else in this room before you leave today and share a story of God's faithfulness in your life. Like this does not have to end right now. This is to, to, to do this is a part of being in the church community. We're telling one another stories of God's 
faithfulness. And this is just a, a taste of what's happening in individual lives. There's, there's bigger things that are also happening that, that we don't get to see in our narrow vision, but when we pull back and see from, from the camera that sees the full field, we can see other things. And <clears throat> we've had over 46 baptisms this last year. Praise God. We've had 40 people that have joined as members in this last year. We've, we've given uh, graciously, like through your generosity, to m multiple organizations, African New Life, through uh, to Clint Small Middle School. You guys gave $2,500 so that, that children could have a Christmas. You guys gave truckloads of, of foods and resources to the Oak Hill Community Alliance and, and, and Mission Possible. And that's just what's happened in the last few months, right? God is at work here in powerful ways. We've heard stories of life transformation. We've heard stories of people that, that have chosen to follow Jesus for the first time over and over and over again. God is at work here, and it is his faithfulness that is bringing us through. And it's by reflecting on those stories, <clears throat> by reflecting on those stories that we are able to move into the next part of the passage that says, so therefore, in view of this great cloud of witnesses here that, that have those stories, that tell those stories, that, that proclaim those stories, it says, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. <clears throat> and there are three things that, that I just want to draw out real quick. It says lay aside every hindrance, like the things that distract. It doesn't, it doesn't say the things that, that trip you up. It's the things that, that might hinder you. And actually that word <clears throat> that's in there is, it's, it says, like if I looked into it, I don't really like do deep dives, but this word really got me in, in, in there. It, it's like carrying something heavy and awkward. Like that, it's, it says lay aside everything that hinders, that You'd, it's like you'd be carrying, like, the only picture image I would have for this is like carrying a dog that's trying to get out of your hands. Like, it's like trying to escape, and it's like you're, you're carrying that with you. It says, lay that aside. And it says, the sin that so easily ensnares, and, and, and the, the term ensnare there is like, 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 a, like a bola, like, like, somebody tr like when you're running, somebody's trying to trip you up trying to make you fall down. It's, it's actually, it has a connotation of a race, and it's people trying to thwart your ability to complete that race. And it says, um, uh, and the sin that so easily ensnares, and let us run with endurance. And that term endurance there is, is to draw out. Um, it's, it's almost like, will you keep going when it be, becomes painful or difficult? It's like, what has... What has tempted you to stop? What, what are those things? How, how are we addressing those things? And, and I think what's really interesting is not just that the, the author of this passage is saying, hey, like, watch out for these. Lay down the things that might distract you. Um, uh, remove sin from your life and, and, and keep going, like run harder. I think the interesting thing here is that the author of this is providing room for, for us to make mistakes. So if you 
if you look back at the chapter 11 and you see the story of all those people of Abel and, and Abraham and Sarah and, and all, all those people, if you look at the heroes of the faith, they are some messed up people. Like, and it makes me so glad. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, that it's recorded for all time in the, the word of God that people made mistakes. And those are the heroes in the Bible. Those are, those are the ones that, are the, that, that we look to and say, look at them, look at their faithfulness. Because in that, it has to point to the bigger picture. That it's not our faithfulness, it's God's faithfulness. It's God's faithfulness through that. That God's going through our broken, messed up faithfulness, inviting us into more, but fulfilling where we lack. And God is inviting us. And so like, as we reflect on this, as we, as we process this, the next part of what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to get real with yourself. All right? I'm going to ask you to think back on this last year and, and evaluate knowing that we are all sinful, broken people in need of something, in need of something to bring us to God. <clears throat> But yet there are these things that still are trying to trip us up, that are trying to keep us from doing what God is calling us to do. And so I'm just going to ask Alon to come up, and he's going he's gonna to play on the guitar. And just for a few minutes, I want you, you can either write this down, like on your phone or on a piece of paper or something like that, or you can, you can talk with a trusted friend, with a family member. And I want you to just answer these three questions. In this last year, what were the things that were distracting you from seeing God? What were the things that distracted you? Or, or the next question is, what were some ways that you were ignoring what God was asking you to do? That you were just saying, hey, I, no, I don't want to do that. Or the last one is, what are some times that you felt like giving up or you just, you just didn't think it was worth it? And... It's just meant to, to, to look internally. This is, that, this is that hard part about watching film. It's like, hey, where, where were my mistakes and how can I get better? And in our heart, you know, the scriptures say in Jeremiah that is, is deceitful above all things. And that word deceitful is like convinces you that it's okay. Convinces you that like, yeah, what I want is the right thing. It, it, it tricks you. It, it deceives you. It's, 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 it's drawing you into your own way of thinking. And so, like, what I'm going to ask of this community right now, whether just yourself, because I'm not asking you to con confess these deep, dark things to, to just any random person, but would you let the Holy Spirit bring to mind things that have distracted, ways that you've ignored God, or the areas that you may have felt like just giving it all up? this last year. Let's just take a few moments to, to ask God to show us that. And I'll come back up in just a moment.
I don't think um, we're great at this part. As, as humans, I just, I think we're getting better. You know, um, counseling has taken off in the past few years. And I think that we're understanding that we want to know more about why we do the things that we do and what's the motive that's there. But I think this is a part of us going, hey, where do I need God? Because this exercise is, is not meant for condemnation. It's not meant to be like, look what you did. This is meant to invite you in. There's no shame in going, I'm, I messed up. Or like I've been easily distracted or man, I wanted to give up. There's no shame in that. There's no condemnation. And guess what? You're not alone. This is a room full of people that have felt that same thing. And there is Jesus inviting us into his faithfulness, into how he has been faithful. And so we've, we've testified about God's faithfulness. We've, we've reflected on where we are and, and now it's, we're gonna turn the corner and we're gonna look up and we're gonna look ahead. And, and the verse finishes like this. It, it, it says, and, uh, and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. It says, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy laid before him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so here's the invitation that we have. We have the invitation to keep our eyes on Jesus. And, and church, here's where we get to tell each other, hey, hey, in the midst of this difficulty, of, of going through cancer, of, of, of walking away from the Lord, of, of dealing with sickness, of struggling, like, hey, let's, let's keep our eyes on Jesus and look to him and see his faithfulness. Because it says he is the pioneer of the faith. And, and, and what, that's, what that's saying is he's not just the one that went ahead. He's the one that, that conceived the idea of faithfulness, that, that went and did it and laid the example for us, and is the one that, that walked the path and walked it not, not just any way, but perfectly. And it says... Not only that, he, he's the pioneer, the one that went before us, the, the, the creator of that, and he is the perfecter of our faith. And perfecter is, is nothing more than the one that brings it to completion. And so like I, the, the, the mental image that I had for this, the, one, the, the Jesus, the, as we fix our eyes on him, he is the author of our faith, the pioneer of our faith, but he is the one that perfects it. My, my children, when we moved into our new house, we, we prayed about it. And my children said, hey, we want to be a part of it. And they came and they go like, hey, dad, here's some money. 
to help buy the house. And I was like, boys, thank you so much. I got the rest. Well, the bank has the rest. But the beauty of bringing to God, God, here's the amount of faith that I have. And Jesus says, I got the rest. I got it covered. Come on, let's go. Let's come and come to my house. Let's go. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. It says, for the joy that laid before him, and, and that laid before him is kind of talking about the prize that was presented before uh, competitors in a comp, like a racers in a race. It was like, hey, you win this prize for the joy, for the, for the prize that was laid before him. It says he endured the cross. That he took our place. So that, what, what was the joy? That he would be enthroned with God and that he would provide a means to which we could be with him. That's the joy. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. And then it says he sat down at the right hand of God the Father. And so as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we want to know who this Jesus is, but not just our words, not just the stories that we know. We want to look at God's word. And so here's where I'm going to invite you up for this last participatory time today is we just want to read God's word to God's people. And we want it to say who Jesus is so that our eyes might be look, that we might look up and see Jesus, that we might fix our eyes on Jesus and know him. And so I'm going to ask that you, you look at the scriptures and, and you find scriptures that refer to Jesus by name, that, that describe him, that, that talk about him, or that is just what Jesus has to say about himself. And, and in just a moment, I'm, I'm going to invite you to come and you can start standing along the side over here and over here and do the same thing that we did with the, with the testimonies. But the worship band is going gonna, is gonna to lead another song and then we're just going to hear scripture after scripture after scripture about who Jesus is. And if you don't know where to start, these little booklets right here, just grab any of these. This is just a resource that we compiled that has a reference in any of these. Talk about who Jesus is. You can take this and keep it with you as much as you want. Children, we want to hear from you. Say whatever words you want to say, as long as it's praising Jesus. All right, I'm going to pray for us. We're going to have a worship song. You guys can come stand along the side right here or over here, and then we'll read the scripture. Heavenly Father, let us fix our eyes on you. Let us see you for who you are and know you for who you are. Lord, that we might run with endurance the race that you've marked out for us. Amen. Why don't you just...
Stand up on your feet and join us as we worship the most faithful God.
This has been a lot to me this last year. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Amen. Uh, so I got two that tied to each other. Uh, Matthew 5, 17 and 18. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. John 19, 30. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his life to give up his spirit. This is uh, Matthew 6, 16, 24. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Um, we'll end it there. Verse 26. sent his love in Jesus the Son John 3.16 Efesios 1, 3 al 6 Alabado sea Dios Padre de nuestro Señor Jesucristo que nos ha bendecido en las regiones celestiales con toda bendición espiritual en Cristo Dios nos escogió en él antes de la creación del mundo para que seamos santos y sin mancha delante de él. En amor nos predestinó para ser adoptados como hijos suyos por medio de Jesucristo según el buen propósito de su voluntad para alabanza de su gloria, gracia que nos concibió en su amado. Amén. Matthew 18, 1 through 5. At that hour, the disciples came to Yeshua, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child to himself, set him in the midst of them, and said, Amen, I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then shall humble himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name, welcomes me.
we, uh, we could do an entire service just looking at the scripture and seeing who Jesus is. Um, but I want to read this one last one. And, and any time we're uh, talking about the, the scriptures that, that define who Jesus is, like uh, just language itself is not enough to describe the goodness of God. Um, I think the, the book of Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 20 does uh, as good as we can get in trying to understand that. And it says this, it says, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he uh, might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This same Jesus, the one that, these, these peers of ours have read about that they have lifted our eyes to, that we've looked up and focused on Jesus. This same Jesus is the one that we spoke about from last week that was born in a feeding trough, in a barn in the Middle East 2,000 years ago, and yet he lived a perfect life. He modeled perfect obedience and perfect care for his neighbor. He, he was rejected by the people that were around and the people that he came to save. And he was crucified on a Roman cross and put in a tomb. To testify that Jesus was a normal man is, is wrong. Because what happened when he was laid in the tomb uh, brings us to today. That if Jesus was still in a tomb, we wouldn't be here today. But God saw it fit that the, that the stone would be rolled away, that Jesus would be resurrected, and that he would bring us to the presence of God through faith. Amen? That is the Jesus that not only in Hebrews chapter 1 Verses 1 through 3 that says is seated at the right hand of the majesty closes out in this verse right here where it says, enduring the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The same Jesus that is alive is enthroned at the beginning of last year and at the end of this year. He will be enthroned forevermore, and he is the one that is faithful throughout time. He is the one that we can lift our eyes up to and say, hey, when I fail, he is faithful. He is inviting us into more. He is inviting us to take that next step, to move forward with him and, and go where he is leading. And all we have around us is story after story after story of God being faithful in all of our individual lives. And he's inviting you into the next step. We don't know what that is for, we can't, we can't make a prescription for what 
that next step is for everyone. But what I do want you to know is that we are going to be committed to being a church that is simply about Jesus. And we are going to help others meet, know, and follow him. And that we are going to invite you to come with us as we do that. And we're going to invite you to share those stories. And we're going to invite you to encourage and challenge one another. And we're going to invite you to testify of God's faithfulness in your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, just start processing this. Like, how, how has God been working? Like, continue to look at those hard things. Like, do you see maybe a little bit more of God's bigger picture? And then, and then just wrestle with maybe a friend or two about, hey, I want to I wanna live my life in this way in, in the coming year. Could you help me do that? I want to invite you into that. For anybody else, maybe you don't know who this Jesus is. I just, I want to invite you to explore. Just explore. Read the book of Hebrews. Read the book of John. Like it's in the Bible. It's just a great starting spot. We are a church that's simply about Jesus. And we want to invite you to pursue For everyone, what's God inviting you into? And then as a a plug, how can we help you? If If there's a way that we can help you, you can take one of those cards in the seat back, you can write it down, you can just just scratch out anything you want and be like, help me do this. We want to jump in. God has this community for a purpose, to help others meet, know, and follow him. I'm going to pray, and and we're going to worship a little bit more, and I invite you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. Lord, we need your son, Jesus. God, we ask you to meet us here. You are a good, good father. We thank you for the gift of your son. Pray all these things in your name. Amen. Just stand up on your feet as we close the service in worship.
Oh 